right, all right, all right. Hello, all you beautiful people out there in YouTube land. Welcome to episode 12 of the XBL Party USA show. I'm your host, KY Bob, joined by my co-hosts, Pirate Man 4K, Slayer Exclusive, and, well, we're doing something for the first time ever tonight. We are giving away two copies of this glorious game that Bob is unfortunately addicted to, literally, <laughs> on screen right now. And we'll do it at two different times during the show. Um, after the intros, we'll ask people in the chat to put in the number one. And then a half hour after that, we'll ask them to put in the number two. So stick around for 45 minutes and you're entered in and I will do the drawing right on screen with a random name picker. Power Man, tell me, what have you been playing and how do you feel about Sony owning Halo now? Yeah, you know, I was devastated. You know, it, it really is going to suck. I mean, I was you know, finishing up some stuff on Halo and I'm just, you know, I'm counting down the days till they, they snatch it off the Xbox and um, I never get to see Master Chief again unless I'm watching Paramount Plus. It's going to be a sad day. But um, in, in all, all, all seriousness, man, I don't know. I, I've been playing a lot of different stuff. Uh, I have, I was playing Halo. I was finishing up some um, fobs, some uh, operating bases and <clears throat> collectibles, stuff like that. Just kind of knocking some of that stuff out and then I started playing, I know this is a weird one, but I started playing Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, I got that, I got that um for the cheap. So I was like, okay, cool, I'll check this out. Uh, not a bad little game, you know what I mean? Pretty pretty cool, kind of like a stylized um I don't really know how to describe it. It's like open world, you know, but uh you like this girl who, you know, all the gods die and you know. Uh, you got to save them basically kind of thing. So you get all the powers of the different gods and um, you know, the whole time, the interesting part is like Zeus and Prometheus are like narrating it. Um, so it's a little goofy, but I like it. It's pretty fun. Um, kids like watching it. So um, that's a win. You know I mean? They like, they like watching me figure out the puzzles and stuff. So um, other than that, man, that's pretty much it. Kind of working on my destiny Two stuff, getting ready for witch queen. But um, other than that, I'm good, man really witch queen oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> gotta do it man you know i i really liked destiny one and i was pumped for destiny two and then they killed cage six and i was like nope can't do it nope yeah I feel like, character killed I feel like they're like they i feel like they regret that you know what i mean like they definitely they definitely killed off the character with like the most care the, the most like uh memorable takes and and you know he was he was funny um, and he was cool and he had a lot of story behind him. And then they, then they left us with, um, you know, kind of, kind of boring Zavala. And, uh, I, I don't even know what the warlock girl is doing half the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, be cool to see them like add some new characters or maybe like, you know, expand on that. But, you know, I don't know. I, I like the game. The, the aesthetic of the game is cool and, and it is, it can be addicting. I don't, I don't play it like I used to. I, I played the shit out of destiny one, but. Um, you know, other than that, yeah, I have, uh, I've been playing cause you, you see, they brought that, um, that, what was it? The, uh, the Tensu event back 
on Halo Infinite, which has got like 30 different levels. Yeah. And I was only on level 12, and I'm like, oh, I got time to finish it. I got three days to get 17 levels. Wow. It's the only event I haven't finished yet. But wait, is yeah, it player exclusive? Isn't that event going to come back though? I think you're good. I don't think you have three days because it's going to come back like once or twice more, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it's come back twice already, hasn't it? Because they they went to the Cyber Showdown and then they did that other one. Yeah, I think this is the third time. So I think there's one more. I think there's one more time that'll come back. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know what else they do because it's the only event that I haven't finished, and the other two events only had ten levels. So everybody got those pretty quickly. Yeah, I think they did on purpose because like they they wanted people to basically have like an extra week to do it because I feel like they they kind of messed up when it when the event first came out because that was like when the you know the challenges were still kind of crappy. So I believe when they when they made the changes to the challenges, that's when they said, okay, guys, we'll uh, we'll bring back the event for one more week, but you know, so we'll give you an extra week basically to kind of make up for it. So what have you doing, Slayer? I mean, where were you when your heart broke and you found out that Sony owns Halo now? Well, first off, I want to say, uh, going back to what Power Man 4K was talking about, um, that game, the Phoenix Rising game, I'm still mad at myself for not playing that game yet because that game looks like it's right up my alley. And I've always thought of that game as uh, basically a crossover between Assassin's Creed um, Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, Zelda. Literally, dude. Good. That's excellent, dude. You nailed it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then, like that game, it just looks awesome. Like it's, I love the graphic style. I, you know, I love the art style. I, I love just everything about that game. So I, you know, that you talking about it kind of makes me want to play it now. Oh, but, they, they um, have a, like a, they have like a deluxe edition right now that's on sale on Xbox for like twenty bucks. Nice. Like, All right. And fifteen for the base game. Oh hell yeah! I mean, why wouldn't you get the deluxe one then? It's only yeah, five yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, KY, Bob, was, you know, just like you were, you asked, um, pretty much when I, when that news broke, I was at work and honestly, it did not bother me at all. Even like, even though we didn't know whether Bungie's games were, were going to go, uh, exclusive or not, because I used to play destiny kind of like you, I stopped way before you even, because it's not my kind of game. I'm not a shooter person. I prefer RPGs over anything else. Um, and like pretty much every other game other than like, I'm not really into shooters. And um, so, yeah. So like, even though like when they said, okay, it's not going to be exclusive. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, but yeah, it wasn't, didn't really bother me any, but like, I never, I don't know why people are saying that Halo is gone. Like that's kind of crazy. Well, but, it just goes to show you how much a certain fan base really pays attention to the other i mean as as an xbox you know centric fan and i like my playstation games too don't get me wrong but at the same time i know everything that's going on on playstation side with developers and ips just like i do xbox i don't feel like it's that same way with most of the other side of the aisle because a lot of them still actually thought that bungie was running halo and it hasn't been that way for over 10 years yeah yeah no you see my thing is is that when i when i read the news the price jumped out at me because i was like this seems like a little much (laughs) 
Like I was literally the first person to be like, this they they kind of overpaid because like when you think about it, Microsoft paid what was it like eight billion for Bethesda and all of yep. all of those properties. So it's like you literally got how many 15 studios around there with like, I don't know, 20 IPs or whatever, like 20 different games for that much. And then now you're basically buying one studio yeah, that pretty close. has only access to one game, technically one franchise for half that. Like that's, that's crazy, man. And like, and, and you know, and, th- and then they revealed that, you know, that they actually tried to sell themselves to Microsoft, which is kind of funny when you think about like this, ho- how this whole thing started with Bungie, you know, like, because like they they wanted their independence, which is why they left Microsoft in the first place. Then they then they teamed up with Activision, which was a terrible idea, as history has shown. And then they then they went independent, and now they're not independent anymore. So it's like they wanted their independence, but now they went back to being owned by somebody. So it's like there must have been something bad, you know, something something must be going wrong for them to have wanting to sell sell, sell to somebody, you know. Hey, shout shout out to Noof Nukem in the chat. What's going on, buddy? How's it going? Hey, Noof. We're what? short today, Noof. <laughs> We're real short. Just the originals here. Yeah, we got the OGs, you know? Yeah. Started OGs. it all. I can't I can't wait to talk about this stuff, man. Let's, let's kill this good. Let's jump into these topics. I'm excited about it. Uh, okay. So uh I just want to start off by saying uh, if you want in on the game giveaway, right now is the time for you to put the number one in the chat. We're done with intros. And I'll put your name in the name generator. And in a half an hour, I'll ask for number two. And if you're still here, then we'll draw. All right. And we'll and we'll do um, you know, several little uh, key offs, you know what I mean? Just in case we have some late joiners or whatever. Um, so that way it's just fair. If, I think if, you know, if anybody jumps in, yeah, we can have them, you know, keep doing the one and whatever. What do you think, Bob? Oh yeah. Sounds good to me. Timber's in. Okay. So let's see, where should we start? So everybody was waiting to see Sony's answer and I'm not really impressed because I believe they, as Slayer was saying, they overpaid for a one IP developer. Hmm. Um, It was basically Bungie selling the Halo IP to Microsoft that gave Bungie the money to make Destiny. And that's all they've done. Now, I've heard rumors of an IP in the background that maybe Sony has seen, but I'm guessing that Microsoft probably seen it too. And when their $2 billion offer was shot down by Bungie, Microsoft said, I'm not giving you any more money. You're not worth it. And then they found Sony to give them 3.6, which I believe is too much. So I don't think it's, it's just not enough. Not when you consider all the studios that were got by Bethesda and by the Activision acquisition. Say that five times fast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not what as I was expecting. I was expecting so I was expecting a Square Enix. I was expecting a Capcom. I was expecting something big. Instead, it's Bungie. 
So I don't think it, I don't think it has anything to do with the IPs. I think it has to do with Bungie's structure and the way they, because we all know that PlayStation is lacking any first-person shooters, and Bungie's got the best shooting mechanics on the planet. Uh, unfortunately, they like to kill off favorite characters, so screw you, Bungie. And they they run they've been running a live service game for a decade. And that is what Sony needs. So if anything, I believe it's the talents and the technology that Sony is really after and not really so much the IPs. But what do you think, Power? Okay, so uh, all right, I got I got a lot to say here. Okay, so number, first things first, I played a lot of Destiny, right? I played a lot of Destiny. I've got I've got thousands of hours into this game. Um, I was, you know, kind of bleeding edge Raider. I did all of the end game content um, from basically like 20 that came out in 2014 from basically the time it came out, I, I was in the beta. And from that on, I mean, it pretty much dominated my Xbox um, for a long time. Right. So if you played, if you played destiny on Xbox and the last generation, you know, that uh, destiny had a, a deal with Sony, right? So you got, if you're on the Sony side, you literally got, um, you know, extra strikes and guns and skins and, you know, whatever, right? Whatever it is that they decided could be, uh, you know, specific exotic weapons, for instance, that would be locked behind the PlayStation side and it had a timer on it. So it was a year uh, most of the time. And then it, it, sometimes they would drop in the, in the, in the, the newest, you know, DLC. So <clears throat> when I saw the news that it happened, first off, I had I was a little bit uh, shocked and a little scared at first because I was like, um, you know, that I do play that game. So like that game going exclusive to PlayStation would have would have hit pretty hard. Um, but when I saw that it was multiplat, it really sh it, it kind of shocked me. Um, I, I do feel that PlayStation. Um, wanted this game to be exclusive and i think that bungie probably opted for it not to be um they've had this culture of uh you know destiny everywhere for a long time basically since they put the game on pc um i agree 3.6 billion is absolutely absolutely i love the game I, you know i love destiny and 3.6 billion this is too much um my guess is sony is doing exactly what they were talking about in their interview this is more, this is not about exclusivity. This isn't about getting a game or trying to fill a hole, right? This is about um, acquiring a studio and a network and uh, a group of people who know how to do shooters and they know how to do um, live services, right? So they, Sony knows deep down that at the end of the day, their live service games or their lack thereof is, is a major uh, hole in their portfolio. You know, they got the single player stuff down and, you know, they, that's what they do. That's kind of their niche. That's, you know, what they're good at. Um, they're, but they're very self-aware and I, I kind of applaud Sony a for being willing to go out there with Jim and, and say, Hey, listen, like we're, we're going multi-plat knowing full well that their fan base is probably not going to be okay with that and be kind of upset about it, to be honest. And also too to like, to spend that kind of money and not really gain, any quote unquote console exclusivity or reasons to, uh, you know, really buy a PlayStation because th this thing isn't going anywhere. It's not, it's not leaving PC. It's not leaving Xbox. It's, it's probably still going to stay on Stadia for God's sake. 
So I don't know. Um, you know, maybe this is a future thing. And, and like I said, I really think it's the focus is, is on live services. And really, I think Sony just wants to gather manpower that knows how to make a live servers game. Because what, what they what we don't know is who knows if they can't just pull some people off, put them on another team and say, hey, listen, we want you guys to make a live service survival action shooter, you know, for Sony. You know what I mean? Um, and they're even incentivizing people at Bungie. And, and, and I think $1.2 of that money is actually going towards the employees to keep them there. Um, apparently that's a pretty common practice, but that's a lot of money. And that really shows they want to keep everybody it, you know, on that, you know what I mean? It really shows Sony's push towards multiplayer. And honestly, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, one more thing before I, I let you guys speak, I'm sorry, I have a lot to say, but I am actually excited about this because Sony acquiring destiny. Uh, one comment that really stuck out to me was that they're going to branch out with the destiny franchise outside of just games. Right, they were talking about movies, TV shows, and I don't know if you guys ever paid attention to like the live action commercials and stuff like that for Destiny, but they were always really cool. Like I loved them. You know what I mean? Um, I always got really excited with every every DLC drop, like seeing those live action with the armor and everything else. So hey, who knows? You know, if we could get a show that's maybe um, that Halo quality, Paramount Plus, or 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 uh, another um, you know Mandalorian style hunter um show that could be you know made by sony because you know we, we know microsoft isn't going to make uh that kind of stuff at least not in-house you know what i mean but sony does have an advantage they have um you know movies media stuff like that so interesting to see um i, I don't as far as like if you're talking console wars uh, there's nothing to see here uh I, I see a lot of people trying to hype this stuff up and make it seem like it's some kind of um you know, grandiose, uh, you know, blow to Microsoft. And I'm telling you, if you, if that, if that's the knockout blow, they better go back into the gym. Cause that ain't, that ain't the one I promise you, but I'm done guys. What do you guys think? Yeah. So, I mean, I was going to say kind of basically the same thing. Like for me, it's really more about three things. Um, and you pretty much touched upon all of them. So like the one, number one is the live service expertise. I feel like, you know, that's their plan. I mean, like, I don't know if you saw the article, but it's pretty much everywhere at this point where they're trying to, Sony's trying to like get into that game and they're trying to like release, like how many was it like 10 games, 10 live service games within the next, over the next couple, like four or five years. So they're really trying to like push that yeah. next since they yeah, got the, that. yeah, since they got the single player games down. And um, the other thing for me was the movies, right? Like they, that's the, that's the, another, another thing that they're, really good at because they have the whole Sony movie division. So they're trying to, you know, push that out as well. And, you know, and kind of Thimber gave me this idea now where he's talking about Killzone. I mean, I don't know if that game is ever making a comeback, but like, you know, there are other studios that's that, um, you know, that Sony has that tried to do like shooting mechanics. And I feel like this is this <clears throat> acquiring Bungie is going to make that expertise go into those games. So hopefully those games are better. Um, and yeah, I mean, we all know that, Destiny is not going to be exclusive, but whatever other titles that they haven't that they have, you know, that they're going to be coming out with that. Those are probably going to be exclusive. But like, you know, who knows what those are going to be like if they're ever going to come out anything other than Destiny. What I'm kind of afraid of, though, to be honest with you. And I mean, just for the sake of like, I guess, Destiny itself in the community is I wonder if them having this, you know, like now focus on live service games and they're going to need. Bungie's expertise on this, I wonder if they're going to basically take some of those staff members 
and pull them from that project so that they could have them focus on their projects, the other, you know, the other life service projects they're going to be working on. And that's going to take away from Destiny's development. You know, I wonder if that's going to happen. So that's kind of what worries me right now. That was muted. Not only the kill zone idea, but I really I miss resistance too. I enjoyed resistance. And I, that's a storied franchise from PS3 that needs to be revitalized. So anything anything from you know the shooter genre that Bungie can help Sony with, I'll be very pleased with. And Noof Nukem. Dude, what were you doing when you found out Sony owned Halo? <laughs> That's probably what Robin went out in the bathroom, but yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what's going on, guys? Boom, boom, kaboom. Good to be here. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Anytime, brother. Not a problem. Uh, you know what? In all seriousness, um, geez, when did I find out? It was, I'm pretty sure it was in the morning as normal. Checking my uh, Twitter feed. You know, come across as, yeah, Bungie's been bought by, uh, obviously, Sony and the PlayStation division. Uh, I mean, the long short of it is, is uh, I definitely think it's overpriced, but, I mean, that's overpriced today. Who knows? In five or six years, it could have been the biggest steal of uh, of Sony's, you know, prestigious acquisitions. We obviously saw how when they bought um, Insomniac now looks like the biggest deal in gaming history. But, you know, the thing is, at the time, when we look at the Insomniac versus Bungie, I mean, Bungie's, legitimately, guys, the thing is, Bungie's made one game since Halo Reach. That's been Destiny and Destiny 2, which is, I mean, the same franchise, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, to, to pay close on $4 billion for a company that's essentially made one hit game since Halo seems to be quite a lot. But as I heard you guys saying, you're totally right. It's about paying for the tech. It's about paying to have instant instant credibility when it comes to uh, the online space and having a company that knows how to make successful online games. And certainly the shooter genre, which is obviously the hottest genre of game on the planet. It's a little bit of a F you to Microsoft, you know, because it is Bungie that's, that, you know, essentially the team and the franchise that helped elevate Microsoft to the status that they have today. Um you know, is now owned by them. I mean, much like it was a little bit of a dig to get Crash Bandicoot now under uh, under an Xbox banner and umbrella with their latest deal. So, you know, it's 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 a nuts deal. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot to work out. There's a lot to comprehend. But I think we know what they're going for, and I think it's definitely a great great move on their part. And the reason, like I said, Insomniac looks like a steal because. Insomniac has been making great games and nobody can dispute that. But the thing is, Insomniac didn't have a lot of games that were multiplayer hits. And we all know that it's the multiplayer hits that can bring in bring in the big bacon, right? Epic Games wasn't doing amazingly well up until, uh, you know, they came up with Fortnite and made it a free-to-play model. And look at where that's gone, right? Now, yep, I mean, that, yeah. that you could probably pay $20 billion now for Epic Games the way things have gone there. Um, probably, I don't even know what they're valued at, but, um, yeah, it is, it is what it is, man. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's a great move by Sony and I don't think it's, uh, you know, we hear some people saying it's a reactionary measure to, to Xbox and it's not the least because those deals don't happen overnight. This is something they've had in the works for a while. And, uh, it, maybe the announcement was reactionary, 
I mean, perhaps they wouldn't have announced the fact that they bought Bungie uh, on, on, up until the fact that Microsoft made their big announcement. So they, you know, we know that Sony is notorious for every time Xbox comes out and does something, they try to steal its thunder. You know, um, they do this every freaking time that Xbox doesn't announce it. They, they come up with something, but they obviously fall flat on their face a lot of times because they try to do that when, uh, you know, when X- Xbox bought Activision Blizzard, they came up with some real weird announcement like the next day and you're just kind of like uh that's pretty lame but yeah no it's uh it's, a, it's an amazing deal and it's and it's about time it's about time that sony realizes that if they want to compete and they want to start making some real money and stop counting the the consoles sold and gloating about that that they got to start getting into the game they got to start um they got to start doing the same things that Microsoft are leading with, you know, love, love it or like it, that Microsoft's leading the charge and the industry is following suit. Yeah, this is true. And another topic that I want to bring up is, so we've all seen the, the five part Xbox documentary. And even before then I had seen what Halo first looked like when Bungie showed it at the, uh, the Apple show. And they're two totally different games. So if Microsoft hadn't stepped in and steered that IP in the direction that it became on the Xbox, Halo may have never been. Because what I saw Mm -hmm. at the Apple show that Bungie had come up with, it just was looked to me like a different twist on a real-time strategy game. It wasn't really groundbreaking or what Microsoft steered it into. So I don't know. They may not even have been done Halo the way it was or done Destiny. It, it, it's just what it is. And Microsoft built Bungie as much as people don't want to agree. Mm-hmm. We, we saw what Bungie was before and then Microsoft got a hold of them and it it just it made, it made the Xbox. Yep. The Xbox would not have been what it was without the Halo that Microsoft had Absolutely Bungie right. create. Bungie laid the foundation, but Microsoft built the house. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yep. And it was the money that Microsoft gave Bungie for the Halo intellectual property that Bungie turned around and used to make Destiny. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... Where's Microsoft's cut in that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I do. it's, it's going to be interesting to see, man. I, I hate, I didn't mean to cut you off, Bob, but like I wanted You're to good. say, like, it, it just really goes to show, um, you know, man, who would have guessed in 2022 to see the moves that we're seeing in the gaming industry? If you would have told me uh, five, 10 years ago that Sony was going to make a $3.6 billion acquisition and it was going to stay multi-plat, I would have called you insane. I would have said that would never happen in a million years, you know? And, and if you if you told me that Xbox was going to acquire Activision Blizzard for a cool $69 billion, um, you know, I, I probably would have said the same thing, man. It really goes to show that not only, not only is the console space, but gaming in general is just on a high alert, man. Like all these major companies, are looking at the field and seeing that, okay, this stuff's printing money and we got to find a way to make that happen. You know, and I, I agree with Newf, like they're, they're looking, you know, Sony is finally, I think, waking up and, and realizing that, Hey, we can't just sit here and count boxes anymore. You know what I mean? Like our metrics need to change. 
And um, coincidentally, <laughs> their metrics are turning into what Microsoft has been doing since roughly 2017, whenever Game Pass counted out and they were started focusing more on monthly active users and mm -hmm. uh, sp specific metrics that were changing over the course of like the last five years, right? Microsoft, e even being third in revenue and, and third in sales is, like you said, leading the charge and people are literally following suit. Sony has no choice but to respond to this. You know what I mean? They they needed mm -hmm. to, and maybe they, they probably knew or heard because, you know, th th these higher wigs, you know, they talk and things happen. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so they probably knew they say, Hey, we don't know exactly what's going on over there, but we know Xbox is doing something big and we need to, we need to start talking to people, you know, and that's probably what they started doing. Mm. You know, I heard that, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I heard that Bungie had approached Microsoft and I guess that they couldn't come to an agreement on the price and, and what have you. And, and I think that Microsoft probably at, right now, in my opinion, they probably have a little bit more leverage, right? Like they, I feel like that mm -hmm. Sony needed, Sony needed Bungie more than Microsoft needed Bungie, you know? Um, and, that, and that's just a fact, you know, and kudos to them. I, I hope it, I hope it works out and hopefully it can keep funding. Um, you know, I, ho I hope that destiny thrives under Sony. I hope that they still continue. It seems like they will, but continue to have the, independent freedom to kind of make the game that they want to make. And, you know, they, they do have a very, uh, they have a, a passionate community, you know, sometimes for the negative, sometimes for the positive, but you know, they, they just dropped a, um, a piece of art on Twitter. A million people have pre-ordered the witch queen and, and that and the deluxe edition is a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just goes to show that there's a market out there for those people and they're, and they're, and they're buying it, you know? Um, you know, when I saw Jim Ryan's announcement about the acquisition of Bungie, the way I, when I read it, I just I stepped back and I said, "Oh, Ryan, you know Phil wrote that for you," <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, whenever has as PlayStation ever acquired anything and then come out and said this studio will stay completely independent mm. and they have the choice to publish to who whatever platform right. they see fit. I'm like, oh no, that that's not what you were saying uh, not even a month ago. What the hell? That's probably that was probably in the contract, you know, if I'm, not, if I'm you know. It led me to believe that maybe maybe they are being this nice guy because they are so terrified that if they piss Microsoft off, Call of Duty is going bye-bye. Maybe. That's or, a great point. Yeah, that's a great. Ahead, that's dude. a great. No, no, that's a great point because I, I think if anything else, this is this is a, a leveraging tool, and perhaps you know what the insiders at Sony, perhaps Microsoft was already well into the middle of these deals. I mean, don't tell me that people within studios that know other people at studios don't talk and don't let the cat out of the bag. Sometimes maybe it doesn't get out to the public, but that doesn't mean that perhaps Sony didn't know about what Microsoft was doing months ago. Uh, in advance, and then, like I said, as they're tooling through this deal, um, you know, I mean, ultimately, what does what does Bungie care realistically about their IPs going on? Like, as a studio, why do you really care if your shit goes multiplat? Um, as long as you have control of the IPs and nobody's forcing you to make like X number of games in a certain franchise, because that was the problem with Bungie to begin with. They didn't want to be known as just the Halo the Halo maker, and that was the franchise they were going to be stuck with for the rest of their game-developing careers. You know, they wanted to branch out. The ironic part is, yeah, they went out and made what? A space shooter in the vein of Halo called Destiny. And, of course, Activision was the ones, I think, who certainly 
relegated to games as a service model for that franchise more than letting it be more of a, a set top piece like Halo. Uh, and I don't disagree with that move, but you're totally right because I, I think there is a this is a leverage and procedure as well. They didn't want to come out and ultimately like, would have made all the little PlayStation fans super happy, or at least the the, the fanboy versions. The hey. Destiny is going to be exclusive for here on. All the DLC is going to be exclusive, and any other future property is going to be exclusive. Yes, they would have had a field day. But right now, Microsoft's got not just Sony, but they've got the industry almost by the balls. They've got now some of the biggest publishers underneath their wings. And you're not talking about just Call of Duties. You're talking about the potential of World of Warcraft. You're talking about stuff like the next uh, Elder Scrolls Six, like massive franchises that they can literally, if they choose, keep off competing platforms and uh, to help boost game pass. And we don't know how that's going to play out, but it sure is nice that knowing that, you know, Xbox has got the big dog in the fight right now and everybody else is on the outside looking in and uh, they've got the upper hand and the other people have to play it very carefully because Sony knows this is, this is a turning point in their business model. <coughs> Excuse me. And if they, if they want to play, you know, if they want to come, you know, to the big boy yard here, because I'm not, I'm not saying that they're small and that they're insignificant. They, they still got amazing company. They got a great fan base. Um, but Microsoft is not messing around anymore. They're throwing serious coin out there and people are taking notice. And this is a shot over the bow at Apple and Amazon and anybody else that wants to get into this gaming racket. They know that they're going to have to contend with Microsoft. Microsoft isn't about counting the damn consoles anymore. That's something that they realized they had to move away from because it just wasn't going to happen. So they had they had to stick their eggs in this basket, and it seems to be striking gold. They know subscriptions is where it's at. Netflix figured it out. Streaming services are figuring it out. Uh, so gaming is not much different. The, you know, the games, obviously, the medium is a little bit different, but the way we consume it is very similar, and subscriptions are the way. And the Game Pass is killing it right now. And it's going to continue to get even better. And uh, Microsoft, like I said, man, they're not messing around. And Sony is uh, having to change their business model. Otherwise, uh, they're going to find themselves uh, hurting real bad. You know, it, when you say upper upper hand that Microsoft has, I mean, the ball has always been in their court. The only reason Bungie was available for acquisition is because Bungie said, hey, Microsoft, we would like to work on something besides Halo. Mm -hmm. And Microsoft, you know, that old set in its ways being run by Don Matrick said, no, Halo only. And that's when Bungie said, oh, no, we got we got to buy ourselves out of here. No. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, Destiny would have always been an Xbox product. If they had just done what they're doing now in the world of that Phil Spencer runs, letting developers follow their passions and work on their own projects that they want to do. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm glad to see that Sony's going to have maybe we're going to get a good first person shooter on the PlayStation now. I know that. Mm -hmm. But. Microsoft, you screwed the pooch 10 years ago. Well, I mean, think about <sighs> this. Whenever they got, they were, they were you know, just, just a little while ago, <clears throat> Bungie was uh, with Activision. You know what I mean? So if this deal had been uh, accelerated, we might we might be living in a world where Destiny and Call of Duty would, would have been under the X Xbox umbrella. You know what I mean? Kind of crazy to think about, you know? Um, 
Well, yeah, you know, and that actually, I believe, because I remember reading all about that. That because Microsoft was always very nice to Bungie, other than them not letting them pursue Destiny. But so when they bought themselves out underneath, out from underneath the Microsoft umbrella, and they became an independent developer, they found out how rough it is out there when they got in bed with Activision and Activision bent them over. So I honestly, after that fallout, I was expecting Bungie to come and, you know, and we saw it too. We saw destiny was starting to hit game pass and it looked like they were getting chummy chummy again. I was like, yeah, see, they've seen what life's like outside of Microsoft. Now they're coming back home to daddy. Yeah. I mean, the the head of Bungie and Phil, they play Destiny all the time. They're they're pretty good friends, and and, De- and Destiny is one of Phil's favorite games. You know, so mm. he 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 loves that. You know, I, I did want to share this quick little bit. I wanted to talk about you know because when I was speaking about monthly active users, it really goes to show where Microsoft was looking at. It, it says that Activision Blizzard King now has over three hundred and seventy million players active per month. That is insanity. That's just insanity. Mm-hmm. And now think about what your what your um, shareholder meeting is going to look like when you can say that you have somewhere between four and five hundred million um, <laughs> monthly active users on your platforms. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, they found a way to get your mother, your father, you. and your grandmother on Xbox. Yes, platform. King. I'm telling you, King was the absolute Trojan horse of this deal. And people are overlooking it because, you know, we're hardcore gamers. We're, we're, we're focused on the, you know, the TV, the controller, the, the, the Xbox, you know, what this. But think about all the people that are playing these King games and what that can mean for, like, the mobile market in the future. Um, that's just mind-blowing, man. Uh, it, to me, it's, it's probably one of the top, if not the top. The only thing I think would top that would be, you know, um, maybe World of Warcraft with its monthly subscriptions. You know what I mean? I think that's another big one. And uh, I do think that it's time to bring that to console, you know? Um, hopefully we'll see a port of that stuff. <sighs> so what do you think, Slayer? Do you think they... Uh, do you think this was a move to incentivize Microsoft to play nice with this Activision Blizzard acquisition and the IPs and what platforms they could be on? Um, <laughs> I honestly don't think so. I think that, you know, Sony is, you know, I think that they're, they're really just trying to like, you know, leverage the, the experience that these, you know, that Bungie has for the live services and for the, um, you know, and, and for, for the movies, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, there was like an article that I read that apparently this deal was made way before they knew about the Activision deal. So, I mean, even though that, you know, both sides, both parties may have known about each other's deals, you know, p- the potential of both of the deals. I don't think that this, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think that's really has anything to do with that. I think they're just both, you know, like they're at a point where they're trying to just like, you know, fight against, I think we mentioned this last time, last week, where we said, you know, that they're both trying to like, all these, all these companies are trying to like, you know, get more talent just because of the fact that, you know, they're they're They know that down the line in the future, there's going to be a lot more competition with regards to Apple and Google and, and, and probably Facebook, you know, in terms of the gaming space. So 
you know, I think they're just trying to like solidify their, their place in the world. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, it could have been, I, you know, there's obviously always a, a chance that it, you know, it may have been that, that they're just trying to like say like, okay, here you go. Look, if you, if you guys screw us over on call of duty or whatever, then, then we can screw you over on, on destiny. But at the same time, I don't think they would do that, especially since they promised, you know, that they're, that they're not going to do that. They're not going to make the games exclusive. So I feel like the community would have their, you know, would be an uproar and they, they don't want that backlash. So I think we've yeah. learned over the past couple of years, you know, what that can do. Like, look at, look at, look at, look at the, uh, the reputation, you know, hit that it had for like CD project red yeah. with cyberpunk, you know, that was terrible. And their, their reputation is now pretty much in the crapper, you know, and it's going to take a while for them to build it back. So well, let me ask you guys this. Why, why wouldn't they just take that couple billion dollars and invest it into say something like insomniac or one of their studios and say, build a second one underneath their tutelage and basically made another resistance or SOCOM or all these games that we keep talking about, like, you know, invested in a studio within themselves. They keep talking about, they love how they're organically grown, you know, build something. They should have enough experience here that somebody knows how to build a really good game. Uh, you know what I mean? It's not like Killzone was just terrible. It just didn't strike the same nerves. So, you know, they could have saved a lot of money, built from the inside out, and and made a game. But you think it's just because Bungie is synonymous with the with a couple of the biggest shooters? You think is that is that why? Uh, whereas most people, like especially kids these days, outside of us, we probably know Resistance and Killzone. But would a regular kid know anything about Kissing Killzone or Resistance? Yeah, no. I think I think it's the the you know the popularity of of Destiny, but it's also the fact that you know Bungie has proven to be like one of the few studios that knows how to make a live service game. You know, there's not many games that have come out in recent years, you know, that were live services that didn't flop. You know, like there's only a few of them that actually succeeded. Like you know, other than Destiny, I, I mm -hmm. want to say Fortnite and maybe I'm forgetting like one more that they're like the only ones that actually have succeeded in, in what their goal was, you know, to be a, a good life service game that, that people repeatedly come back to, you know, like it's, there's not a lot of them out there right now. And, and I think that's what they're trying to leverage, you know, and it's, it's, that people, it's, that's the main thing. In my opinion. Yeah. You know, I love this term organic growth being thrown around because the only <laughs> thing organic about these acquisitions is the color of the money that's being thrown at the developers to buy them organic growth is when you have something that is pure that is already a studio or a studio created by the people that own them and they grow that is organic growth this is just buying shit, <laughs> to be honest with you. But they call it organic growth. I don't know. I guess that makes them feel better. But well, I mean that's that's Sony. That's Sony's marketing speak. You know what I mean? That whole the whole thing that they're doing is just it was you know that whole term. Remember that came through with the uh, acquisitions that Microsoft was making. You know what I mean? It was like a response to them. You know, a lot of the uh, media kind of saying, "Okay, well, you know, what, what are you going to do? Oh, we're going to." We grow our studios in-house and we're organically, um, you know, moving them forward. Uh, you know, meanwhile, behind closed doors, they're like, oh, my God, we got, what are we going to do? Like, let's think of something. We got to start making a plan. Like, I'm sure there was a whiteboard somewhere with a lot of plans on it on what they need to do 
to start making some moves happen uh, against uh, Microsoft. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. I think that this is probably maybe like the first major step towards it. Um, you know, I, all over Twitter, I'm seeing that there are rumors that they're not done and that apparently there's some that's, uh, I guess, uh, towards the final stages of negotiation. Uh, I believe, uh, shout out to Jeff Grubb. I think he tweeted that. So, uh, you know, he's got a pretty good track record. I, I, I like I like his stuff. So we'll see if that plays out. Um, I guess my question to the panel, since we're talking about it, is what do you think Sony's next move is after this? You know, I, I do want to speak on this because I've seen crazy in rumors on Twitter about well, what if Sony does this and what if Sony does that? You have to look at this in two different sides of the window. You have the you have the side of Xbox where Phil Spencer literally runs; he's running the joint. Okay, I guarantee you that Jim Ryan doesn't have half the power in Sony that Spencer has in Xbox. Mm-hmm. So you've got these developers like Take-Two. And I've seen uh, right now Ubisoft is only valued at a little under $7 billion, But you have to take into account the future worth. So to actually buy Ubisoft and everything Ubisoft has, you're talking about $18 billion. And I'm telling you right now, Sony is not going to spend that. The shareholders are not going to go out and spend that kind of money. I'm surprised we saw an almost $4 billion acquisition for Bungie only having one active IP. Mm. Sony is not going to spend them. Not, they're not going to spend this crazy money that Phil has been given free reigns to, to spend. And that's the difference. Sony's not, you're not going to see a huge monumental acquisition by Sony. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Because the people that are in control of that money aren't going to spend it. We're not talking about Phil is a gamer. He understands us and he knows what he likes and what's going to build his brand. And he's got a subscription service to, to, to pad up with content, Sony doesn't even have that yet. Mm-hmm. So the, no big amount of money is going to be spent on Sony's side. It's just not going to happen. You may see, like, we may see another acquisition for a couple billion, but you're not going to see anything on the, you know, at the level of Bethesda. Definitely nothing on the level of Activision and Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Microsoft's just, not done either, but they're they're done for now. But they're not; they're definitely not done. They will get something else too. Thimber yeah, was, chat, yes, Thimber. I loved this game. Please give me another one. Oh, every time I play a first-person shooter, I think about the announcer that would go monster kill after you got eight <laughs> kills in a row. It was great. It was so yeah. awesome. I would say, uh, man, Unreal Tournament or Quake, either one of those. Um, fully refreshed for like the new generation consoles would be absolutely amazing. But um, to, to speak on your point, I, I do. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that, you know, we're a little spoiled right now, right? Because like, <laughs> I, I feel like we got dropped in, in a random day in January. We got dropped probably the most monumental 
gaming news that, that, you know, Mm -hmm. is probably going to happen for the next 10 years, you know? So, you know, sitting here trying to think about, okay, well, what could they do competitively to respond to that? I I don't think that there is a, I don't think there's an equal response to this. You know, I don't think that they have the uh, resources to say, okay, well, we can't, can we go get something like EA or something like take two or, or anything like that that could maybe put a serious dent and we also have to bring it, uh, remember that, you know, these, these um, publishers, they have to want to be bought. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. not like, yeah. you know, Sony's just not going to walk in the building and say, okay, I want to buy you. Let's sit down. You know, they can say, Hey, you know, you guys can F off. We're doing, we're doing just fine. You know what I mean? Um, you know, EA for instance is, is doing very well with apex. They did very well with Jedi fallen order. They've already said they got uh, what three more star Wars games mm-hmm. in development and none of them are battlefront. you know what I mean? So, <laughs> Uh, they're doing pretty good. Apex is still bringing in like uh, billions of dollars in revenue, um, you know, and then you got stuff like GTA, of course, you know, I mean, GTA five is, is still in the MPD and, and the game came out on uh, two generations of consoles ago. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's going to be really interesting mm-hmm. to see. I, I do think that um, th- they're making a couple of, of right moves, but you know, if I didn't see something like this happening from Sony, I think that they, and I, this is just my opinion, but they, if they didn't fall in line and make some seriously big moves, they could end up being, you know, sort of this, you know, boutique um, uh, console where you get in these, you know, high quality, but uh, lower quantity uh, game titles. And that's pretty much what you're known for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because once Microsoft starts popping off, you know, how are they going to be able to compete with four, six, maybe even seven triple uh, A titles that are coming out on an a- on an annual basis or maybe 18 month basis? You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you guys see the article, the, uh, the other article about this acquisition of uh, Bungie where about two point something billion was for the company itself, was for the developer and over a billion uh, I don't know, billion four was actually for a employee retention bonus. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I had I had brought that up um, right right before you hopped on, Noof, because I was you know I was explaining about the um, they were talking about basically they didn't want to lose any of that talent. You know what I mean? Like they were just trying to hold on to everybody that they can because I think like like you said earlier, Noof, they're trying to uh, secure manpower and and know-how right because mm-hmm. they want to keep people in-house that know how to they're looking at destiny and say okay we need people that know how to do that because that's an area that we're lacking in right now you know what i mean mm-hmm. so they're doing what they can to keep them you know yeah but at the same time if you look at um going back to the whole halo franchise and where it began for Bungie. Mm. Well, not really began. They had some games before that, Marathon and whatnot. But they really put them on the map with Microsoft and Halo. I'm telling you, like 80% of the employees that were deeply invested in Halo now work for 343. The yeah. the whole, I mean, even um Staten, who was the the, mm-hmm. the director of the first couple halos he i mean he's he's oh, yeah. running 343 now yeah there's a lot of bungee mm-hmm. talent at 343 a lot and a lot of people forget that you know old Which, school old school bungee talent you know right and, and at the same time that also it really tweaks my melon to 
to see the problems that 343 seems to be having with development when we know they have this pedigree mm-hmm. sitting at a desk. I mean, what the hell? It, yeah, it kills me. I think it was just like the my guess, just based on how everything played out. Remember that they, they did the uh, slip space demo and then we didn't really hear a whole lot from it. And then, you know, let's face it. Halo Infinite does not look like the slip space demo, and I don't think it ever was meant to be. But they they admitted in a lot of in a lot of uh, interviews that they were having engine problems, right? That they were trying to uh, optimize it and get it working, um, you know. And it is it is demanding. I mean, if you're trying to play that, if you're trying to play Halo Infinite on like a, a lower end PC, like you're not going to have a good experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a demanding title for it not being like overly uh graphically intensive i think it looks great on the series x uh in my own personal opinion um but i've always played halo for the story and the gameplay you know what i mean like uh and just that and, and going on that journey with master chief you know it, it, it never had to like blow my mind graphically but you know of course in 2002 uh it blew my mind because it never been done on a console before you know so there was always yeah. that pioneering that Halo had about it, you know, and I think that we're still getting that. Remember, we're talking about a ten-year game. Uh, Destiny dropped at, uh, with a sixty, with a low sixty metas- Metacritic and hardly any content, and here we are, um, eight years into the ten-year plan, and they're doing just fine. So um, I have I have faith. I think three four three kind of found their footing. I mean, they got an eighty-seven Metacritic and kind of pulled themselves out of that little hole that they got into with the whole Craig memes thing. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see the future on it, you know, dude, they took that Craig memes thing and they flipped it on its head. Yeah. They, they made it a positive in it. my opinion. Yeah. They turned it into a positive and it's great to see. You know, it, it, what's so funny though, is that there's one, there's one of the hidden skulls in infinite where you go up on top of the, this, uh, I can't remember what exactly the structure is called. And there's like a shrine up there to Craig and it's like, Wow. They, you know, this was done just in the past year because the Craig meme didn't start until about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just, that's amazing. And another thing I wanted to touch on was, so the whole 10 year plan with Halo Infinite, if they do it right, it can be epic because we're talking about okay i'm not going not going to give you any spoilers but for those of us that have played through the infinite campaign we know how much of uh zeta ring we've seen mm-hmm. yeah all they need to do is start opening up parts of that ring as it's repaired or whatnot or made accessible for some strange reason why it wasn't accessible before mm-hmm. and you have your 10-year plan because ring is massive and the little chunk that we've seen in the campaign wow that this is awesome and um i'll shoot refresh my memory the the guy you fought in halo wars 2 atriox atriox maybe he's not dead we didn't i mean did they we never did found you, out how he died did right? you did you finish the campaign no i haven't finished the campaign yet but i've you, seen you every need, bit there's okay well you need to you need to you need to let the credits roll is all uh, i'm saying 
Damn you, you Halo multiplayer for pulling my attention. Yeah, you got to do it. Just pull the pull the trigger. And, I, and I'm telling you, we got to go back there and go through it uh, on Legendary whenever it pops on that co-op, man. Um, it's sad to see that they kind of push that stuff back. Um, you know, but hey, get it right and, and get it good. We don't want another Master Chief Collection uh, fiasco going on here because I know you guys remember it, Noof. I'm sure you remember the whole Master Chief fiasco with. Yes, sir. Uh, you know uh, that whole nightmare. That was a that was a PR nightmare, man. It was really. That's one of the last you know. times Halo had a midnight launch. <laughs> I know. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because I because I, mean, I, I literally picked that up on midnight. Yeah, got a midnight launch. Went home. I had to of course install it because it was the disc, right? It didn't have. There wasn't under this Game Pass or whatever. Yeah. You pretty had to go home and install <laughs> it, and uh, yeah, unless you bought the digital version, I guess. Uh, yeah, I had to go home and install it and the, the updates. And then finally sitting there after all that time, I'm getting ready to play it. My buddy's like, oh, everything's broken. I got to do the campaign. You yeah. know, so, I mean, I understand Halo made first-person shooters a, a viable on consoles. But I do remember an IP at the same time I was playing Halo. Me and my buddies would switch between these two games. And Red Faction on the original Xbox was just as good as Halo, especially with that rail gun where you could shoot, shoot people's hearts through the walls. And man, whatever happened to that game? I, I don't know. I, I, I remember it. I mean, I had almost, I had, I mean, if I didn't have every original Xbox game, I had damn near every original Xbox game. And uh, I didn't play them all. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. I'm not sure where the where the license for that went. I imagine it's that somebody owns the IP and then maybe the maybe the you know got lost or something. So I'm trying to find the article right now. That it's not coming up. But the if I'm not mistaken, I think THQ Nordic owns that IP now. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Oh, that that could be a good third party deal. That Microsoft maybe could jump into onto, you know, because so, I, well, go ahead, Bob. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just well, I was just going to say that I do think that you know, and maybe maybe we can all kind of discuss this too because I, I've been thinking about it as well, and you know, um, with Stalker two getting pushed back to December, and um, you know, what, what do we, you know, what do we think that we got we got to look forward to? from now until basically the fall. We, we know that MLB The Show is dropping into Game Pass, and that's cool for the baseball lovers. You know, I'm not a super baseball guy. I might I might jump on it and check it out. Um, but, you know, what, what are you guys looking forward to right, from Xbox, or what do you think could have the best chance of um, may, maybe dropping from between now and then? Wow. Um, well, we don't have Stalker to look forward to. Yeah. I was sad about that, man. That hurt. I, I was really looking forward to that game. You know, I I hadn't played the first one, and so I got the first one on Steam, and I started playing through it, and I started feeling like, man, I really hope Stalker 2 deviates very, very far from this because yeah. it was just so clunky, and it was... When it comes to a first-person shooter, you can't... You cannot throw too many RPG elements into that shooter. Otherwise, it just becomes an RPG game with, you know, I hate to say it because I love shooters, but 
it becomes an RPG game with the hassle of being a shooter. And uh, I just hope it's I hope it's really different. Um, I still got it pre-ordered. I'm still, you know, holding out hope. But uh, I don't know. They say they're what they want to get the best game to the public that they can get. What Which was I was wrong. Su- I was surprised about it because man, that showcase looked good. You know, I know. I'm, um, I'm wondering to myself what's wrong if you're got to take a almost a seven month delay. What is wrong? Yeah, like I, I, you know, when Halo, when Halo had the showcase. Listen, I know that they freeze framed it and all that kind of stuff, but obviously. You know, Halo needed some more time to cook, and and you know, I didn't want Halo to come out um, and be a cyberpunk situation, or, or you know, where you're needing an extra two years to get the game, and they still don't have a next gen version of that game out yet. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they take their time, and it looks like it's going to be a really good graphical showcase. So, um, but me personally, I'm hoping that between now and maybe September, October, we hear about uh forza motorsport 8 right i feel like that might be the one that might be on deck and i think that it's i feel like we're uh, about time to see some fable gameplay right like i feel like we're it it might be kind of overdue to hear about that game that the game was announced in 2018 you know so it's had about it's had about three and a half years to to be in development you know yeah i'm hoping e3 is gonna have some something in store for us that'd be awesome yeah so Shot. I did want to. Oh, go ahead, Bob. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, Thember brought up in the chat about uh, Edge of Eternity, right? And I don't know if you guys saw that. That that looks kind of cool. Um, and as dust falls, and potentially um, the IO Interactive exclusive, I think it was called uh, Jess Gordon uh, was codenamed Project Dragon, or something like that, right? That's uh, Xbox exclusive from IO hmm. that we could potentially be seeing. So we've got the news of three new Star Wars games. One of them has, and they've been, they've actually went into detail a lot more than this early in the, when we're still in conceptual artwork at this point. But they've actually went a little farther into detail to give us the type of games that they're going to be. Um, one of which they've already stated is going to be Fallen Order 2. And the other one, unless you were familiar with a little hidden gem of real-time strategy history called Empire at War on the PC, you wouldn't (laughs) even know they were talking about it because the individual that is working with Respawn to make this quote-unquote strategy game, that individual was the director of Empire at War. So... I can tell you right now, this strategy game is going to be a real-time strategy game, and I don't even care if it's a rebranding with a with a facelift because Empire at War was dope. Empire at War was awesome. 
you could literally fight a ground battle, then hop in your cruiser, go to space, and look at see where another battle was on another planet, fly over there, take care of a an, an, an interstellar space battle on your way there, and then land and take care of business. It was such a good real-time strategy game. And if you go on Steam and you look at the Empire at War listing, you will see that there are screenshots of a remastered version that is in the works. So you put two and two together, and I think they may be bringing Empire at War to the masses with maybe a little farther into the Star Wars saga as far as storyline, which if you haven't played it, you're going to love it. It's freaking awesome. I can't wait for it because, you know, achievements and everything. And maybe I take a little after Slayer exclusive and being an achievement whore, sort of. Yeah. Hmm. So are you all into real-time strategy games? Yeah. I, I used to play a lot of Age of Empires and Age of Mythology and Warcraft. So, yeah. That's a Halo negative Wars. tower. You like Halo Wars? <laughs> negative tower. You don't like Halo Wars? Nope. I don't really. I don't like strategy games. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't even buy. Bring myself to buy Gears Tactics, and I fucking love Gears of War with a passion. Well, so. I don't see. See, I didn't like Gears Tactics either because I don't like any. That's why I can't play Final Fantasy. I don't like anything turn based. If you take if you take my strategy game or you take my RPG and you make it turn based, Bob mm-hmm. will say no. I'm not playing that. Preach. It has to be a real time strategy game where when I say it happens, it happens. At the same time, you're saying whatever you do happens. Mm. That turn based stuff like tactics, all tactics games can suck my toe. I don't like them. They're just silly. I don't. You know, being able to move so far per turn, so many mm-hmm. blocks. What? What? That's just no. I don't like it. Makes no sense to me. It's like playing chess. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like True, and I like, like that. Yeah. I like playing chess, but you know what? In chess, if there's nobody in the way, my queen can go all the way across the battlefield. You can't do that in a tactics game. You can only go like seven to ten squares, and then you're stuck. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly like like both. Like I love I love like like I say Age of Empires RTS games, but I also love uh Civilizations. That game is amazing. I fell in love with that game when it was out on the 360. And man, ever since then I just yeah. I love that series. Yeah, all I can say is thank God sex is not like that. Your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something. Oh man. I'm like that. My my That's my so genre funny. that I I get away from is the roguelites, man. I can't, I just I can't get behind the whole like going through everything and then dying at the end and having to start over. There's uh, no way I'm uninstalling that game immediately. Like it's not happening. You know, shout out to everybody that I guess can get through them, but um, that that's that's my genre. I'm not really too big into RTSs either. You know, to be honest, but yeah. So. Let's uh Phil's getting a lifetime achievement award. Uh, he has been with Microsoft since the late 80s and from what I've read he did start at 
he started pretty low and now he is the man that is making all the decisions for the platform and i mean he started out like, like where the, the, you know the bottom of the barrel <laughs> like intern i think so yeah yeah i mean he was like an intern at a mm -hmm. you know working with the developer that was he was probably getting coffee for the guys writing code <laughs> i mean it's crazy yeah. Um, so he's going to be getting this, uh, on what award show? I think it's dice. Yeah. It's dice, yep. Correct, yep. yep. Dice. Anybody got a date for that? Um, no, but I'll ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Check the TV. God, when's this on? Uh, February 24th, 2022. Okay. I guess we'll have to check that one out then, huh? Jeez, a lifetime I, achievement award, and the guy's not even old. And, and Well, did you guys see where Sean Layden, like, retweeted it? It says, oh, you thinking about retiring? And he's like, he's like, dude, I mean, like, what is Phil in his, like, 40s? You know what I mean? Like, what the hell? What, Sean, what's this Sean's over to grind in his hands. I want to get back to work. Maybe I, I know. Right? Yeah, 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 I thought home, that was so you know, weird so? when people Just started talking about Sarah Bond was going to be his replacement. I'm like, the dude doesn't even have gray hair yet. Why would yeah. he be leaving? Yeah, like it is. He, he's you know he's always he's always in uh you know some some like gamer gear and some like converses and stuff. Like this dude's mm -hmm. this dude's living his best life, man. You know, and his his whole career at Microsoft is is just one big success story. He could probably write a book about it. To be honest, you know what I mean. Like starting from the absolute bottom and and then becoming the. <laughs> the co the co CEO of Microsoft Gaming, you know, um, mm, yeah. and having you know probably several thousand people reporting to him is uh, is something is crazy. It's cool that he I, it's good to see that he gets some recognition. You know what I mean? He he is a man of the people, like like Bob said. You know the guy. You know he's always playing video games. He you know I've seen screenshots of him responding to just random people mm -hmm. on Xbox Live that have talked to him or given him compliments and stuff like that. And uh, you know, he's always looking out. He's probably the, the most well-spoken guy in, in a professional sense. Like It's very rare that you hear him slip up or say something dumb. And uh, I don't think you're ever going to get a, a, a big load of emails where he was just talking a bunch of trash about somebody. You know, he just doesn't strike mm -hmm. me as that kind of guy. So, um, yeah, I think it's well-deserved. Um, you know, good to see that uh, the head of Xbox is getting some recognition in the gaming world. And, um, you, know, you know, congratulations to Phil, you know. That's yes, amazing. Congratulations, big Phil. That just tells you the kind of impact that Phil's made in a very short span of time, you know, relative to the industry. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean to be honest with you, the turmoil that Don Matrick left them in, I could have probably made it better. So, yeah. but Phil has done a great job. Phil has listened to the community. And I don't know. I mean, everybody says, you know, the big meme is Lion Ryan. <laughs> I honestly believe that. And I know it comes down to money and profits and shareholders at the end of the day. But at the same time, I honestly believe that Phil has the community's best interests at heart. He always has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. He essentially saved the brand. I mean, and I, I, I attribute 100% of that to him. I mean, 
you know, we were all kind of sweating, you know, in 2014, 2015, when the Microsoft was, you know, asking that, that hard question, like, do we, do we need Xbox at Microsoft, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Phil, Phil went in there and he, he figured out a way and he said, Hey, listen, like, you know, the only way we're going to be able to do this is if we start thinking outside of this box and we, and we, and we move to, to this market and we, uh, you know, and we give mm-hmm. them the hardware, push, give them the hardware, give them something to play it on, but let the software and services be the focus. And this is how we can start making money. And yeah. obviously it has worked because now the rest of the industry is emulating it. Look at, look at PlayStation mm-hmm. project Spartacus, right. Is going to be um, in, in some way, shape or form a game pass uh, competitor, right. You know, they're, they're rebranding it because PS now is a huge failure. Mm-hmm. And you know, that why, if, if, if the, if the old school metric of, you know, hardware and um, boxes of games uh, was the successful metric. Why are people getting away from it? You know what I'm saying? They're seeing that there is success to be had there and they're wanting to emulate it, you know, and, and, and Phil, in my opinion, you know, obviously Satya had, had to, you know, press the button and then we got mm-hmm. that big yeah. Microsoft money, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. obviously, you know, Phil talked this guy and said, Hey, listen, this is what we want to do. I don't think that we should get rid of Xbox. And now, you know, think about this community of people, which, you know, I have so much, you know, Aaron Greenberg, Sarah Bond, you know, Matt Booty, all these guys mm. are very interactive, always talking to the fans, always getting, um, you know, taking feedback in stride and, uh, you know, just really active out on there on Twitter, talking to the people and, you know, jumping into people. Mikey Barrow has been on RDX. Mikey Barrow has been on mm. a couple other shows. You know, he's a pretty active guy and he was always a cool dude. And, you know, now he's back. And then we got Rod Ferguson back, which I always love Rod. You know, I always thought he was a great over there at, at uh, you know, running gears and doing all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, just some good people. Yeah, Shout out to the, the Costanza 007 in the chat. Just to make it official, will you please put the number one in the chat? I'll enter you in the drawing. You'll be uh, one of two. And I'm only giving away two. So it's looking pretty good for you in Thember. <laughs> What's, What's the game that you're giving away? Uh, the one on screen, Dismantle. Is that on Xbox or PC or was it? It's on Xbox. Dismantle. Okay. Never heard it of it. It is. Uh, yeah, it, it came out, um, I believe, two weeks ago. Okay. Um, it takes place in a zombie apocalypse, and you've been in a shelter for years, mm-hmm. and you finally ran out of supplies, and you have to come up, and you're on an island. Mm-hmm. And the you basically the name of the game dismantle is because you can dismantle everything if you've got the object like crowbar or machete or a shovel if you've got whatever it is power mm. you know upgraded enough to dismantle that item you get the iron the wood um, stuff out of it okay um yeah it you could just basically tear down buildings and take all the stuff and build your gear up and get off the island and whatnot. I'm addicted to it. I, I don't know what it is. I'm just, yeah. Yo, I, c- I could probably get Mike Barr in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Oh. Make it happen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm game. You guys never heard my, uh, my Mike and Barr impression from back oh, in yeah. the MC mornings days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what, what, what does Mikey Barra have to say about all this stuff, man? You know, it's I'm, 
I'm hey guys, sorry first, to say, first though. First of all, I wanted to say it's really great to be here, and it's amazing to be back at Xbox. I really can't believe that, you know, I left, and now I'm really coming back with the guys. It's, it's, it's really insane. Microsoft's got uh, really good things going, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. <laughs> wow. Wow, Mike, Mike, guys, guys, uh, what, what, a, what a treat. Mike Ibarra, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, it was, it was good, but I'm sorry, but every impersonation fails in comparison to Arnold Schwarzenegger. It does. Oh, my That's God. right. Come on and do it. I'm the only one here that it's going to even yes. matter. What the hell would you want to bring anyone else in your show for? I am the superstar. I am the Terminator. I am the Spurminator. I'm going to get it all done up in here. That's why I'm here. I'm coming to bring it. I'm bringing the heat. You guys bring in the meat. We'll have a barbecue. And we're going to kiss some ass and get Donald Trump. <laughs> Shout out to Assassin Lupa in the chat. What up, Lupa? Oh, Lupa! I'm so glad to see you, Lupa. Oh, yeah. That is my love from across the pond. It is. Lupa's to keep an eye out. Yeah, he likes to get a little rowdy out there. Oh, goodness. Let's go. Let's get this going, Oh, God. Let's go. Oh, boy. So, who is excited about? Tomorrow and this weekend, Dying Light Two Stay Human. I've, I've got yeah. pre-ordered. I'm ready. It's coming out in two hours, one one and a half. Yes. Oh, really? Wow. Is it? Is it not already out? So, what? Has everybody been playing like review copies? Is that what that? Is that what I've been saying? Oh, no, everybody's playing in New Zealand. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Exactly. Right. Everybody took a little quick trip. Heard. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm actually kind of surprised. I uh I saw a couple of things of, of of it going on. I know they got like a big day one patch is gonna be dropping with it, but dude, I don't know, man. It looks pretty cool. You know, um, looks pretty exciting. What, what do you guys think? After the after the gameplay trailer, um, I'm really pumped. I can't wait. I yeah. I mean, I was so afraid. Because it said, you know, it's stay human and it takes place 20 years after the first one. And I was so worried that what they were really going to get away from the whole zombie aspect. And you'd be, we'd be stuck in like the walking dead, the way it is now, where it's more about the people than it is the actual threat, you know, the, and after I saw, I can't remember who it was, but they were allowed to stream one of the side missions on YouTube. And it was all undead that he was fighting. And it had been undead for years, and it was disgusting. That got me excited. I'm like, okay, okay, there's there's enough undead left in this world to make it cool. And not just some douchebag that trying to hold some area over or some resource over another so yeah i'm excited about it um it gave me hope can't wait well i gotta be uh i gotta admit i'm a fraud i've never even played the first one i have the uh what do you call it the expansion or whatever the following the following is that what it is dying light yes it's so cool man the following is awesome 
I have that. It's on my backlog, uh, and I've never gotten around to that either. Uh, so I should be. <laughs> I should probably try to uh, load that up and play it. I think the, all the dying lights too. They're all multiplayer too, right? That you can play like co-op, right? Yep, up to four players. Nice. Yeah, I. I, I mean, it looks exciting. I def. I, I definitely want to get it. It's just not really like a day one for me. Uh, we'll see what happens. And plus, I'm hearing about lots of bugs and things. So, you know, I don't know. Is the first one co-op too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, really? Like four players? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, wow. And because um, I, I own it, but I've just I've never I played like the first like uh, like two missions of it, and what? it was cool. Yeah. I mean, I you know. I'm kicking you I, off the podcast. I was waiting. Right I was, now, dude, I was, dude, I was, listen, <laughs> bro. Dead. I was waiting on the on the FPS boost. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to play it at 30 frames, but well, I didn't want to play it on PC. It know? was boosted like two months ago, man. Yeah, I know, but you know, Halo, man. Come on. Oh, Assassin Lupa, uh, would you please put the number one in the chat so I can officially enter you? We'll have three people going after two copies now. It's you gotta be now able, a contest. You be able to keep track wow. of that. Bro. I mean, if you need any help, I can I can arrange no, it or whatever no, you need. No, you know? I mean, it's not like we got five hundred people mm. in our chat. I've got yeah. it. It's I, I'd enter, but honestly, based on the video I'm seeing, I don't think I'd ever play this. So <laughs> I don't want I don't <laughs> want to take away that it's, from anyone else. It's so. like You'd zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse runescape is what I'm looking at. Right? To me, I feel like uh, it's like, uh, what do you call it? Um, fucking State of Decay mixed with The Sims. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe oh, I'm getting. I'm man. just like, I don't know. So if you, so the very first Dying Light took, was very city-based and there was a lot of parkour from rooftops to rooftops mm. and climbing up buildings. The following, you actually make it out of the city into the surrounding rural areas with the, um, with the fields and uh, with all the corn and basically the rural setting, and it it just turns it into a whole nother game when you get outside the city. In the following, you got you got dune buggies and cars you can roll around in. It's probably the best expansion that I've ever played for a game because you know most games just build upon what they've already established, and the following really changed it up and made it a whole nother experience. Yeah, I mean, I think originally it was supposed to be. Um, sorry, I, I, I sorry for cutting you off. I was just. Oh no, say, I'm glad to hear you. It was. It was. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, it was supposed to be like a, basically that was supposed to be the sequel. It was supposed to be like its own game or like a spinoff, and then they said, "You know what? We're not we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. We're just gonna make it a DLC, like like an expansion." And uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Like I I actually played um, both the, the 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 base game and that DLC that expansion like over the summer, and um, it was pretty pretty much like my second time playing through the base game, but the first time playing through the DLC. And yeah, I'm with you. Like I think. For me personally, I, I'm glad that I played both, and you know I played through the base game first because I, even though it doesn't necessarily build up on it, you kind of like it in some ways. It does a little bit. It kind of gives you like a little bit of a you know, just a heads up of like what's you know what's happened and like so you know I mean you can go into the following and not be super lost, but at the same time it does fill in a few gaps that you know do help you kind of understand what's happening in the following. And um, I have to say the. The two endings of of, of, the, of that DLC are, are awesome, and uh, 
you know, it's going to be and, interesting. Uh, am I right in saying Slayer? It has such an amazing opening to that DLC. It's like a leap of faith out of the city environment into, I mean, you're leaping off of a waterfall. Yeah. Into, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's like, you know, like spending however many hours, I think it was like for me, it was like maybe like 30, 40 hours in the base game and just being in like basically like the rural, like the, the towns and, and stuff, like, you know, just being in the city, it kind of, you know, kind of got stale. And then like, like you said, you know, just being able to just go into that DLC and, you know, starting off in the sewer and you're just like, at first you're like, hmm, this is kind of lame. Like, is it just going to be into, an, like, is it going to lead into another city? Like if you, if you didn't know anything about it, like if you didn't see any screenshots for the following or anything like that. You know, that kind of makes you think, like, what? where am I going exactly? Like, what's going to happen? And then you just come out to, like, this huge waterfall, and, like, you just see this huge countryside in front of you, and just like, wow, I'm going to get to explore all of this? And it's like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And then, like, I have to say, the driving in that game is actually pretty damn good. They actually – they 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 did pretty right. well. I was, I was really worried about it. When I saw the preview, I was – Seeing the preview about the um about the the doom buggies and stuff, I thought, oh man, this is how they could really screw this up. But they, they nailed it. It was great. It was so good. The MLB MLB the show was an edict from Major League Baseball. That's absolutely yeah. new. Uh, you watching another podcast right now? See, Jim Ryan has Noof. Are you watching another podcast? You know that's not allowed, right? We can't advertise for <laughs> I got the what the hell? What's going on? Must be audio coming through somewhere. Yeah, I'm right here, man. I'm I'm here funny. on this show. Yeah, I don't know what that was. That, that was, was funny. weird. <laughs> I mean, I've got YouTube closed on my computer and everything. I usually have like multiple screens up sometimes on my laptop, but it's like what the hell? There's audio coming through somewhere. Yes, I, know, was weird. I was Shit. like, I, I was looking for somebody who joined the show. I was like, who is it? Who's Who's talking? What's going on right here? That, go, is, wow. that is, is new man. Is new impersonate? Is this another? <laughs> <laughs> quick, Rod. He's, he's got a new one. Quick, 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 enter the chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry about that, guys. Hey, hey no quick, problem. I'm going to need you to turn your uh, turn your computer down, please. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Turn your phone down. Yeah. Uh, damn. Get off, get off World of Warcraft for once. This guy's uh, sweaty, overachiever over there. You guys or, ever seen Mike Ibarra, man? He's a gamer, man. You know what I mean? Like this guy's, guy's doing always, like uh, you know, always really uh, really deep in my games, you know what I mean? So um yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh anyway, back to World of Warcraft. You guys get back to your podcast, so I'll definitely talk to you guys soon. So there on screen is my profile on Xbox Live. Okay, Bob Bob. No. If you have not followed me. Um, and you have entered this contest, I would request you to follow me, which I think Thember, Costanza, and Lupa have all followed me. And I will be sending that game to all three of you. I said two copies, but you know what? I got three people who showed up and gave us some love. So I'm going to buy three copies instead of two. I'm going to send every one of y'all a copy of Dismantle. I'm going to gift it to you and send it to you on Xbox Live. Congratulations, wow. all of you. Ah, oh, that's very nice of you. At least the game is not called Discharge. 
Discharge. <laughs> Discharge. Oh, Bloody God. mess edition. <laughs> uh, that would give new meaning to the game back for blood oh my god oh man and, uh costanza 007 are you the same costanza i have on my profile i'm not sure george george costanza. i have a costanza george. that follows me but i'm not george sure it's the same one george costanza that's the guy from seinfeld yeah this is Costanza 007. So it's if, it's if James Bond and George had a baby. This is what it is. Mm. Right. Scary, right? Hey, since we're, since we're uh, towards the end of the show, Noof, um, yeah. I, I don't know if everybody, yes. you know, I'm sure everybody else knows. Costanza but, you know, 007 is on my list. You will all receive oh, the game okay. gifted okay, good. on Xbox Live. Good. But yeah, so Noof uh, every Saturday um, yeah, does a community game night, um, and I don't know if you wanted to do a quick little talk about it, see what was going on, what you guys are doing, or. Well, last weekend we did uh, Doom twenty sixteen, and let me tell you guys, that is one of the most underrated and underappreciated multiplayer games on any platform. We, it was an unbelievable time. Uh, again, we had people from Canada, the United States. We had people from Australia, uh, parts of Great Britain, you name it. We had a we had a big crew, and it was a blast. Um, Crazy Louie was there the whole nine yards, man. We were just having a great time. But we do it normally every Saturday. Uh, the UK crowd does one on Friday nights, and then they do it on Saturday afternoon, evening, depending on which time zone you're in. And then once they're kind of done uh it carries over into the north american edition which i, I kind of started up and and uh, started hosting so and um it's kind of grown from there it's pretty pretty amazing and it's pretty simple a lot of people think well i got to be really good at a certain game or i have to be a certain type of player and no i uh, couldn't be further from the truth we take all skill levels and types uh we try to make the teams as even as possible we do a lot of randoms and then we try to weed out you know the different uh teams make them as fair as we possibly can but at the end of the day nobody really cares nobody's counting the kill death ratios well maybe the odd person is uh but uh for the most part we're just there having fun you know and shooting the breeze playing some great games together it's the closest thing you're going to get at this uh point in time in our lives to a old-fashioned land party and we switch it up we play everything from forza horizon to among us to you know uh could be monopoly could be halo could be call of duty gears of war you name it it's all over the board we normally pick out a couple of games to play like normally on my nights i do one game at around uh 8 p.m eastern that's a six mountain time and then for a couple hours and then we switch over to something else this week we got rainbow six siege uh it will be our uh, first game and then following that's going to be that new one that's on game pass uh called rubber bandits i've heard it's nothing but an absolute hoot and i look forward to that so we try to pick as many games as we can that are on game pass which allows um you know more more people to get in on the on the show and we try to announce the games a couple days in advance it gives everybody time to you know get their updates done or download the game or re-download it whatever it might be i always tell people when it comes to community game nights a couple games you don't want to be on deleting is don't delete your gears of war whether it be four or five and don't delete um something like uh the halo infinite or perhaps one of the forts horizons because those tend to come up most often uh, and they're very large files to download so um try call of duty but i normally have to give people about a week in advance on that one because it takes you only about 120 gigs to download so 
Crazy. Oh, yeah. But yeah, this should be a fun time this weekend. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm actually off on Saturday. I'm probably going to try to be there, man. Um, play some Rainbow Six. Try so to jump time in. For Rainbow and... Six, it is 8 p.m. Eastern, so that'd be 6 Mountain Time, 7 Central. Well, there you go, guys. Got that. And all you got to do is add Nuf Nukem. I start up a party. It's an open party. You just jump in. You can't sit there and wait for invites because I don't know. I might not even have you on my friends list. So as long as you've added me, you can jump in. I'll add you from there. And hopefully we can make you a regular uh, a part of that because uh, a lot of people are regulars now, but we got lots of new people to come out as well. We're trying to get more uh, females into it because we find they're very skittish and it's hard to get some of the girls to come out and play. Um, but we welcome them. And like I said, we welcome all skill types and stuff. It doesn't matter if you're great at a game or not. We all have our strong games. Like I still love playing the Forza games, even though I rarely ever win a damn race. So, but I still come out and play and I have an absolute blast. So Newf, are you going to be doing like custom games for for Rainbow? Yeah, like yeah it's always yeah, it's up? going to be yeah, it's always custom. We don't play okay. against like online people. It's always custom for every every game. It's always custom matches. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good to go. And what happens if sometimes a game only allows a certain amount? Obviously, you can have sixteen in an Xbox Live party. So if we go over that amount, um, or um or what have you then basically we, sometimes we do a multi-party so we'll get a crowd in one party like we did halo a few weeks back where we had one big team and another big team so we probably had about 12 people in one party and 12 in another and uh, just went up against each other kind of thing okay pretty cool good to go awesome so yeah you guys heard it man join uh add Nuf nukem follow him on twitter all that good stuff and whenever uh you know Eight o'clock comes around, come in and we can uh, do up some Rainbow Six and maybe try out that uh, Rubber Bandits. I, I gotta, I gotta watch a video on that. You said it's like a pretty good like, party game, party kind of like a. Yeah, I think the uh, only downside is like four player. It's like I think it's two versus two or four versus four or something like that. But it looks like a fun game. I've heard a few people talk about it. It is new to Game Pass, and um, I think it would agree be a great type of uh, party style game. So. Okay. Hey, shout out to Dreadpool in the chat. Good to see you, man. Shout out to Red Dead Panda Gaming. Awesome to see you in the chat, man. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to see everybody come in near the end of the show. Loving it. Like, yeah, let's just, just keep talking yeah. about stuff. They, they heard about the draw. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, wait, wait. They've missed the draw, Where's though. The code? That's so sad. Hey, listen, if you're listening right now, this is not the end of it. We are we are not done. We will be doing little things like this uh, to give back to the community um, every every time that we can, man. So, yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, this was just kind of we had never done this before, given away on the cast and first time for everything. But it is not the end. So no. stick around. Hang with us. and. You'll make us better, and we'll give you stuff. <laughs> just, just remember, guys, to stick to stick with it. And uh, I, I have to remind my own self of it. If the community doesn't, is that uh, don't let the numbers deter you because it takes a long time. Um, yeah. Some some people do find that overnight success, or some people have you know various channels or various people that can help boost the channel. But uh, for a lot of it, it's, I just say, you know, come out, be honest, be true to yourself, be true to your viewers. 
um so far with you guys i don't see any bs you're not trying to be things that you're not you're not trying to you know the whole clickbaity crap and and things like that and and you'll get your audience in due time it's 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 always a struggle i know that i like i'm very 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 small compared to even most people that you see me in the community with like i i'm just shy of 1800 but if you look at like other podcasts who started long after me they're already surpassed and blowing past me um mm -hmm. that's either a testament of their work ethic or the fact that maybe they do a lot more shows and content which is a part of it um that sort of thing so i just wanted to say to you guys who are still growing your channels and, and this podcast is just keep working with it and don't let nothing deter you from uh you know going oh my god this is not working or anything like that because yeah trust me it take it takes a lot it takes a lot of footwork yeah well we're doing this because we love it um we've all got our own careers and families and whatnot and this gives us the opportunity to speak um to the community on an international platform and that's great that that is reward in itself Amen. yeah yeah i agree man like be, just being able to jump in here and uh and and do this and and i started off listening to everybody a lot of the old school podcasts and i you know i've listened to you noof and dread and i've listened to uh you know all the big guys and stuff like that and you know, I just wanted to get my voice out there and, and, you know, luckily me and Bob were able to, uh, you know, put it together and make it work. And it's, and it's been an awesome ride, man. And the community is awesome. And, you know, just being a part of it, it's just been a great thing. So I just appreciate all the support, you know, and shout out to an individual if he's listening for bringing me and power together and, he's not been able to stick with it because of his social anxiety issues you yeah. know who you are but it was your doing that uh that me and power were able to connect on this passion of podcasting yep for so for that i do thank you yep shout out to that i tell you it's not e it's not as easy as it looks it's uh, and it's not for everybody some people like i said they can they can get on and <laughs> go all night and other people are just like yeah you know just you, you could tell it just something happens you get in front of a microphone and you just kind of choke up or can't articulate your the thoughts in your head you know dude i will i'll be honest with you noof so yesterday morning out of the blue i uh, i commented on one of wilmy's tweets and out of mm -hmm. the blue he said he sent me an invite and said hey man you want to be on gaming beyond the box tonight and i'm like wow that was awesome um, yeah okay. you're right yeah yesterday yeah i was really looking forward to it because it's so relieving to be a guest instead of a host <laughs> i could just basically sit back until my name's called or butt in whenever i want it's just oh it's so much fun being a guest instead of a host but yeah the, the multitasking is the craziest thing you know click in and move in and yeah, I could imagine I got like, two computer screens going right now so I can look up stuff and send mm -hmm. games out on one screen while the podcast is running on the other one mm -hmm. yep yep I'm gonna be looking I'm probably gonna get a second screen for myself as well so well let's right, just say uh, like you know like some people that are doing really well with it it's just they have a lot more time they must have the different predicament in life because there are a lot of people that I know that seem to be having successful channels um are definitely have a lot of time to commit to their channels 
Uh, and that's a big, that's a big thing. Uh, I mean, if you're working a regular job or two jobs, I don't know where you can find the time to produce and edit and put stuff out. You got, you know, if you want your channel, you almost had to make that part of your job. You know, some yeah. people do, they literally quit their old jobs just to make YouTube and this stuff part of their everyday routine. You know, uh, it's crazy. Like I, I can't imagine cause that's a big gamble for me. I like, you know, I can't go and quit my job and then hope that the money rolls in. <laughs> Right. So, but yeah, for some I mean, people that they're just in a better predicament. Uh, one of my very good friends runs a very large Xbox channel, did just that, and has been very um, fortunate. So, it's it's a risk, but mm. I mean, if you got the flow and you got the you got the fans, then the world is your oyster. Mm. But hey, at the same time, man, we, everybody started right where we're at. You know what I mean? And yes, we did. You know, at one point, uh, everybody was was uh, out there broadcasting to a couple of people, and that, that's why the core group that we got now, and, and you know, you know, the guys show up and they show up every week and they support everything. And you know, I always try to do my best to jump in everything that I possibly can and just support the community too. Um, and it's great because, you know, you know, we, we tend to kind of lift each other up. You know what I mean? Like it's not uh, very rarely, at least on our level, I haven't seen where it's more of like, you know, uh, trying to push people down uh, the people that, uh, I've associated with, you know what I mean? Um, and where I've met people like Lupa and dread and Noof and being able to talk to everybody, uh, everybody seems pretty supportive, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so and Lupa has relinquished see. her, her win. Lupa says, I'm grateful. Thank you. Could you please give the game to another person as I will not be able to redeem it? The All Xbox right. Live Party Podcast will send you a box of Maxi Cads because they're good in any country. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Really? Is Dismantled not available in the UK? No, I don't think, I don't really? think the codes work. The codes in don't country. work. Yeah, yeah, I don't think the codes work. Yeah. You have to like use. Well, I'm not going to send codes. I'm going to gift the game through Xbox Live. Well, no, no you can't. You can't list. game. You can't game gift someone in another country either. Oh, wow. really? No, really. Oh, that is, that is very bizarre. What the hell? It's all because of currencies. Currencies. Well, Lupa just recently tried to gift me a game and it didn't work. So. Oh, they say cool. you got to go and change your regional settings and shit like that. Like I can set my Xbox to be in the UK or whatever, but I did that and it still didn't work. It just said this code is not valid for your, your, whatever the trade laws scored to stands in the chat. Uh, it's got that trade laws, currency taxes, all that BS. So yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of fucked. I don't Damn, care. I'll pay, I'll pay the extra taxes and currency law. I'll pay all that. I don't care. Careful yeah, what you say no, there. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, but they, I know, but we're talking about a digital purchase. If they would just give me the disclaimer before I sent it and oh. said, "Hey, yo, this is going to add this much to mm -hmm. this," mm -hmm. and then I could approve it, I'd be, you know, I'd be okay with that. Mm -hmm. It's just no, you know, they they say they want to, you know, bring the community together around the world but at the same mm. time it's still separated that way you I mean i can send dick pics to another country but i can't send a fucking game come on right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean if it's a good game you're gonna get off either way right right that's right oh goodness oh well 
We'll get it figured out. Yeah. That's what I get for... You'd have to have... Uh, why don't you, like, have Ash send it over? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have Ash send it over to you, Lupa. And Themba. Ash is in the UK. There should be no issues with him sending. Yeah. Nope, PayPal, no PayPal, on the, PayPal on the money and uh, get him to buy the game and send it over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Themba, where are you located? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am from Guatemala. Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I live in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really surprised. What did you say? Someone at Joe Biden? What? <laughs> 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 please, don't, please don't do anything to the Xbox deal. Here's a code for this game. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop this transaction, okay? We we don't want to see this happen. Send, send him a Leisure Sweet Larry game. He plays it for five minutes. He's like, "Yeah, I'm shutting this fucking game shit down." <laughs> <laughs> These uh, games are corrupting the minds of our uh, nation's youth. Well, Assassin oh, Lupa man. is insisting to not go through that much trouble. Ah, uh, you know you got a soft spot in my heart. Lupa. You got I will not, send you a picture of my bunghole. I'm not going to listen <laughs> to you, Lupa. I'm going to go to the ends of the earth to include you. And you too, Thimba. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it doesn't work, then I will give it to somebody else. Oh, he's in he's in South America, so he's down there with uh Fabio. Oh. Somewhere. If anybody ever comes across an extra code for Retromania Wrestling to send my wink, wink, wink. <laughs> Retromania Wrestling. <laughs> Retromania Wrestling, huh? Yeah, have you not checked that out? It's the unofficial sequel to uh, WWE WrestleFest from back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on the Nintendo Switch, PS4, and the Xbox One. It's an amazing game. So, I mean, it's got the same graphic style. Got like Tommy Dreamer and a whole bunch of guys in there. It looks freaking awesome. I had an interview with the developer, the main, the main, the main developer of that game, like uh, last year before it came out. Man, I tell you, old school wrestling, nothing's ever gonna replace that for me, man. Like, uh, like when I was growing up watching wrestling, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't, I don't I have no idea what's going on in it now, and it it, it just doesn't hit the same. But it stinks. Uh, yeah, I mean, when it was in its prime. Oh man, I, I was all about it. I played all the wrestling games from back in the day, uh, like on the Nintendo sixty four and uh, <clears throat> the original PlayStation one. You know, like WCW mm -hmm. and oh man, so good. Themba says the same for him as for Lupa. I'm gonna figure this out, guys. I promise you. <laughs> Thember, Thember is here every week. We've even discussed approaching him to be a panelist but we've all stopped at that you know because then we wouldn't have anybody in our chat <laughs> <laughs> but he's here, every, he's here every week i mean we love him 
Uh, awesome. He's here every week. He's he's talking with us every week. He's it's he's diehard, never fails. Wait, so, so you you may be able to like maybe buy a gift card, no, and give him just send him the code. That could probably work. Hmm. Like buy like, maybe like a gift code for however much this game costs, and then send it over to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I will figure it out. I will work on this over the weekend, and by Monday you will have a game, or you will have the money for the game. I promise you. But all right, you heard it. You heard it from the man. Yep. It's happening. He is a man of his word. And um, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Um. Thank you all for being here. Um, like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Powerman4K, where can people find you? Oh, man, well, I'm Powerman4K, and you can find me uh, at Twitter, at Powerman4K. You can find me on Xbox Live at Powerman4K. Um, please uh, add me, uh, hit me up, shoot me a message, invite me to a party. I'm all, if, I'm, if I'm on, I'm willing to do something. Um, I'm all about social gaming so just let me know uh if not here then i'll probably be in one of your chats or somewhere else around in the twitter spaces um checking out game and stuff man so everybody have a good week and slayer exclusive where can people find you and learn more about you sir uh yeah so i have you know i'm part of this panel and i'm part of this channel and uh it's it's been an awesome time um, really love doing these podcasts and and some some of the reviews that I've done and I'm you know hoping to do some more in the future. I have my own channel as well under the uh, the name Slayer Exclusive Gaming. So check me out on there. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on Xbox. I'm pretty much Slayer Exclusive. My name Slayer Exclusive is everywhere. Xbox, PlayStation. Even though I don't really play PlayStation that much until I get a PS5. Still waiting on that. Just can't really find one yet. But uh, you know when I do, I'll be on there. But yeah, like I said, other than that, I'm on Twitter. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Right now. Um, actually tomorrow, I just want to add this real quick, uh, around 7 PM Eastern time, I'm going to be doing a live stream on my YouTube channel where, because I'm celebrating, uh, surpassing 250 subs on there. So that's pretty awesome. Nice little milestone for me. And, Congratulations, man. Congratulations. And I'm going to be doing a giveaway of some Xbox gift cards. I got like two $15 gift cards and one $20 gift card. So you know, something to give back to everybody that's been supporting me and, uh, you know, just give back to the community and have some fun. Uh, looks like I'm going to be playing League of Legends because that's what uh, that game won on the on my Twitter poll. So should be a little bit of fun. Going to be doing like an hour or two hour live stream. And, uh, yeah, at the end of it, going to be giving away those those codes. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be an awesome time. So hopefully see you guys there. Awesome. Uh, and Noof Nukem, my brother from another mother, the man who turned this three-person podcast into a four-person podcast <laughs> this night. Where can people find you, man? Let it out. I was going to say, I've kind of turned a two-man podcast with me and Titan Drago into a four-man as well, because you got Cletus Arnold and you got Safe House Sam. <laughs> that would be five. Yeah, uh, right. You're the MVP everywhere, aren't you? Good Lord. <laughs> yes. Yeah, many talents. Uh, I thought it was a very important prick, but yeah, whatever. That's uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> 
Yes, where can people find me? Always in the gutter. Yes, the one and only Noof Nukem. And uh, you can find me on Gaming After Dark Tuesday nights at 10 Eastern. That is 8 p.m. Mountain Time. And on Sunday mornings, a different kind of show, a little bit more down to earth, so they say, and a little more family friendly with Good Morning Xbox, another completely different panel over there. Look forward to seeing you. That one goes down at 9 Eastern, 7, p- uh, 7 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, great little show. And like I said, I'm one of the hosts of Community Game Nights. Um, it was something, you know, a lot of people think I originated the idea, and I will not take credit for that. The Community Game Night thing actually started when I was a member of the Console Corner. Uh, GKB and his wife, She-Wolf, they actually started it up with Console Corner. and But they didn't do it really regularly. It was kind of like a one-off thing. And then when the podcast kind of... Uh, kind of went down the shitter and, and then they ended up folding suit. I just kind of said, well, you know what? I'm going to take, take up the, the mantle and carry it on. And from there, it just kind of uh, ballooned. And from there, then like I said, the, uh, some of the UK guys like Mr. Tushy animated evil, they jumped into the community game night and went, wow, this is great. And then they were like, well, maybe we should start our own for people that are in our time slot, which is what they did. And now it's extended even further than that as, uh, as uh, one of the other guys who comes out has got one on the go now for the Australian uh, time zone people. So yeah, it's, it's ballooning and becoming a, a real, uh, real, a lot of fun. It's something that people should at least, you know, join up and take in at least once because uh, the fun, the camaraderie, the great people that you meet, uh, even potential guests or panel members, uh, you never know. It's just a lot of great people and it's a ton of fun. I can't, can't speak highly enough about that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, like I've, I've I've seen you guys like talk about it, and I think uh, I just added you by the way on Xbox mm-hmm. Noof Nukem. So I think uh, that'd be interesting to be a part of. I definitely uh, would lo- like to do that because I I you know I love playing uh, multiplayer yeah. games. So and we that's make right. it very clear that's we're right. we're there we're there to talk about gaming and fun stuff. There's no there's no BS. There's no there's no racial shit. There's no religious shit. There's no political shit. And there's not even like, I don't want to even hear people talking about other podcasters shit. Like if like I, I even have people talk about like, you know, well, one that came up a couple of times and like somebody going about crap game, like, you know what, this is not the time or the place. Leave your opinions uh, for another, for another venue. Cause gaming is about having fun. We're not there to be chewing out and backstabbing and all the rest of that garbage show. Oh yeah. You know, as we were with that. <laughs> Not none of that for me. So don't worry about that. There you go. And this is KY Bob. You can catch me, KY Bob, Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, Twitter. Um, you catch me here every Thursday hosting this glorious show. And my very own YouTube channel, KY Bob, carrying the game set live moniker. I just started streaming again last night and um, shout out to the people in my chat that were giving me feedback on my stream because my OBS settings did not transfer over when I built my new PC. So I'm still trying to get those fine tuned in to give you all the best presentation possible. And thank you all for being here. It was good to see you and it was good to see, be seen. Thanks for telling a friend. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for joining. Good night, everybody.